This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I think we're the last of the HD2 stations alive based on that email we got yesterday. We have plans for uh, 102.5 HD2. No wonder Aaron kept ignoring me. I was like, hey, bro, let me program. I'm literally volunteering something. Like, I will do this job for free. And he just kept looking at me like, yeah. He said, uh, okay, going to be there. Get an email yesterday like, yeah, no, like these stations are no longer operational. How do you just get rid of stations? <laughs> Thankfully, they didn't get rid of 98.5 FM Carex QHD2 because we wouldn't even be able to listen to ourselves if we <laughs> Some did. Some people thought they did earlier. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless you know what you're looking for, they in fact did. You just have to click on the Christmas station on your screen. KSFM got deal in case you behind the scenes earlier. Oh, man. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> we're always live on the free Odyssey app. Are we on the Odyssey app? Someone said we weren't. We are? We were. They were wrong. Okay. <laughs> they were wrong. It was Kings fan 17892 that messaged us. <laughs> Do that. better tomorrow. Um, Andrew Wiggins out tonight versus the Clippers. Mm. Uh, that according to our very good friend Chris Haynes. Uh, we'll talk about the games tonight coming up here in just a minute. You said you had a message. Yeah, man. Um, so the little barista, mm-hmm. uh, he talked about, you know, I think he gave the, the Kings like two out of ten for the trade deadline and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that was a hot topic around these parts. Monty didn't do anything. He stood pat. They needed to do something or all this mm-hmm. other stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw something today. Um, good friend, Sam Amick. Mm-hmm. Would be a friend of the show, but, you know, politics he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a friend behind the scenes. Yeah, politics as usual. Sam is paid handsomely to stay um, away from us. I don't blame him. He was on <clears throat> the Ringer NBA show, mm-hmm. and he said on their recent podcast that the Sacramento Kings were very dis- disappointed they didn't get Jared Vanderbilt. They were in on him and were trying to get him for two second rounders. And, and his Vanderbilt was a part of the the Lakers the trade. Lakers trade. Yep. So, like, I bring all that up to when people say they they didn't do anything. They just they just stood pat it. Well, these are, this is kind of what we were talking about. We don't know what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. We talk about Jared Vanderbilt. 
They were trying to make a move, trying to make a deal for somebody like him. I'm sure same thing was going on for the Plumleys or, you know, anybody else they had on their radar. So I guess, you know, maybe you could maybe your argument is, hey, it's a bottom line business. You either do it or you don't. If you're offering two, make it four to make sure you get it done. But just when you talk about not you specifically, but when people talk about mm-hmm. hey, you know, they they just stood pat, they didn't do anything. Well, like we talked about that. They day. tried. You you can you can try all you want. If somebody's not willing to make a deal with you in a trade scenario or even in a free agent situation, you can only do what you can do. So yeah, yeah Monty and them were active during the trade deadline. Just didn't no no deals came about. Yeah. Yeah, and that's tough. I mean, I don't know what you do to change that, right? If you're active, if you're making the calls, I do agree with Monty not overpaying for something mm-hmm. or, you know, by his standards, overpaying for something. Or, hell, you could throw free agents into the conversation we were just having about concert tickets and, and hotel rooms. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, that's the price for L.A. Right. It's not the price for Sacramento. Mm-hmm. we've got a different deal for Sacramento. And Monty's like, Psh, I, ain't buying, I ain't making no aftermarket trade. Right. It's not what I'm doing. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know we all want to believe that Monty was literally just sitting there and poking him with a stick, do something, do something. Uh, but that clearly wasn't the case. Can we go back to one quick line from CBS's, because I know you mentioned the athletics power rankings. We can go back to CBS's just for a second. And it's really the last line that stood out because we talked about this Friday when we thought we were going to see Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and it, and, and it, this doesn't change the context of the point because it, it didn't happen Friday. It happened Saturday. The last line, uh, the, the, the Sacramento Kings uh, ranked sixth here in the power rankings above the Memphis Grizzlies, above the Phoenix Suns right now. Uh, the last line says... Saturday's win was one of the more entertaining games of the season as they spoiled the debut of Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving backcourt. If you go back to Friday, we were talking about you know the, the prospects of Luka and Kyrie debuting together versus Sacramento. It's going to put a lot of eyes on the Golden 1 Center. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> perhaps it's in everybody's benefit that it didn't happen during Friday's game with the way that that game went, mm-hmm. right? Of course, I'm changing a variable and expecting the outcome of the equation to be the same, that if Luka Doncic played, everything else goes exactly the same way. The Kings get blown out. Yeah. But everybody knew at that point, because Luka had said following shoot-around, my, my, my gut is I'm going to play tomorrow. My feeling is I'm going to play tomorrow. Then, the, then a number of people started talking, and I know you heard this at the arena as well. This was the full-on conversation at the arena. The Mavericks were telling people Luka's going to play tomorrow. They did not want to play him in a back-to-back, and they decided they'd rather play him the second night than the first night. And, you know, word got out. That was a big Saturday night's game that James Ham said yesterday was the biggest win in 16 years, that CBS just said was one of the most exciting wins of the season. That game on Saturday was a big NBA game. Not a big game in Sacramento. Not a big game for the Western Conference. That game had NBA eyes on it because they wanted to see Luka and Kyrie together. And some people, whether they want to admit it or not, might have gotten exposed to the fourth quarter Fox Mm -hmm. or Fox and Sabonis double-doubles, those types of things, 
for the first time in the entire year. You've gotten film, you've gotten clips, you've gotten highlights, you've gotten NBA TV or NBA.com packages, but watching a game in its entirety is a different experience, and I think a lot of NBA people were exposed to the Kings for the first time in that manner on Saturday because of the magnitude of that game with Kyrie and Luka debuting. Yeah, absolutely, and and even more to that point, um, it was almost – it was almost a standalone situation. Uh, you had Lakers and Warriors at five, mm. um, but there was no other game. And the, the Kings Mavericks started, I don't know, probably in the f- fourth quarter of that game. And who knows who continued to watch that game with no LeBron, no Steph. Yeah. So if you were looking for NBA action, you know, that was about it. And um, to your point, like a lot of these guys, they probably, mm-hmm. these people who, cover the league Mm -hmm. might have been their first time seeing De'Aaron Fox and seeing what Mm -hmm. he does uh up close and personal I'm not here to um to to take shot I don't I don't have no problem with this guy at all but Tim McMahon I know he was in the building Mm -hmm. he he was there on Friday I know he was there on Saturday I'm not sure he saw the Kings all year Mm -hmm. especially without being the first time Dallas had played them so you know this is a guy that's on a national a podcast for ESPN that um, he probably saw for the first time what De'Aaron Fox was doing in a game. He might have saw some stats and saw some numbers in the past, but actually seen the way he, he was able to play. That might have been the first time all year. Well, I think he, he – he, 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 well, he, point, he, point Fox did it both nights. But I also think he covers – I think he – covers texas in a way like i think no, he, he does covers a lot. the maps yeah yeah he, but i think he does a lot for houston also okay um yeah. i don't know if he does san antonio so that might be a little a little out of pocket though this year you probably don't really need to cover no, san antonio don't. but i do think he covers the rockets <laughs> a lot and the kings and the rockets have played four times but point being i don't think i've seen tim at a game before mm. and the rockets have been here twice mm. Um, now that could also that could also be where the Rockets were, right? Yeah. But don't need to cover them either. <laughs> it speaks to the magnitude of that game. Right. People needed to be there. They needed to see it. They needed to watch it. They needed to be a part of that uh, in its entirety. They needed to go to League Pass because Lord knows they're not going to put the Sacramento Kings on national television, despite they the really national interest in that in. game. They have not flexed them. Back if yet. they don't flex that one, like what game are they going to flex? Right. Like again, that was a huge NBA game that they're just like, yeah. We'll use this to push the league pass service. Mm. All right, man. I didn't realize last night's game was Kyrie's first home game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, started in Los Angeles and then came to Sacramento. Yeah, com, com, it didn't. It didn't dawn on me because I was like, man, they are into him. Yeah. And then it, the, the broadcasters mentioned, oh, it was Kyrie's first time. I was like, oh, okay. They're they're they're. Uh, um, I know this this sounds crazy to say, but they're a poor man's version of the Sacramento Kings. Where they're gonna try and outscore you, but mm. and not play no defense. I don't think they have enough scores. They don't have enough versatility with the way they can score the basketball. Mm-hmm. It's Luca and um, it's Luca and Kyrie and Josh Green. I like the way he played. Like we talked yesterday, I like their team, but they don't have enough scoring and versatility in their scoring to be as bad as they are on the defensive end. I mean, I just watching. I was watching that. And at one point you had, I don't even know, Reggie Bullock was your rim protector? Mm-hmm. They, they, you got guys that can't keep nobody in front of them. Mm-hmm. And then you got nobody to deter them at the basket. Mm. 
that's going to be that's going to be their their downfall. It's and and so much of your scoring is going to have to come from those two, right? And they had Christian Wood last night in double digits, and that was it. Yeah, it was Luca and Kyrie, and Christian Wood had like twenty something, and then that like very literally, that was it. Yep. Um, Nobody else in double figures. I don't think you could compete with the Clippers <laughs> like that because the Clippers are going to keep the score low, right? Uh, but I don't know that you could compete with. Sacramento, but or, but even, or, or then, even some other teams. Even then, you you probably can't compete with the Clippers, even though they keep the score low. They're going to defend, and who's going to stop Kawhi and Paul George at the at the at the mm. at the rim? Yeah, nobody. Yeah, and no one's going to stop our conversation with David Patrick, uh, Sacramento no. State. Wonder what he thinks about the Kings. Wonder what he thinks about uh, viral videos. We should ask him. Yeah, just anything except for <laughs> Yeah, let's 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 just avoid the word hornets. Uh and and, and uh, let's just, we'll make some small talk uh with coach David Patrick when he joins us next here on Sacramento Sports Leaders. Tilo and KC on ESPN thirteen twenty. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Zelo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Coach David Patrick, Sac State Hornets, going to join us coming up here uh, in just a heartbeat. Jay Gaden confirmed uh, live during the show uh, that he's going to be with us. Jake, of course, of uh, CBS 13. He'll be with us coming up here uh, later on this hour. And then uh, Jason Jones for a live version of uh, J Street Vibes. Join us in the 3 o'clock hour as we welcome in our coach, David Patrick, coach Sac State men's basketball team. Coach, we never disappoint you, man. We we here for you. Coach, how you feeling, man? Talk to us. We we here for you. You talk to us today, coach. We got you. I need I need, I need some counseling. I need some counseling. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. I thought we had uh, after a tough road trip, um, probably our best practice since November. Um, mm. Today, just kind of went away from the drills and got back to just competing. Um, the way that we we had been all year, um, so I'm coming a little bit more happier today. But I wasn't feeling good on uh, on, on on Saturday night after that game. You know, Coach, I, you look at you know going to Northern Arizona and going to Northern Colorado, and you know it's just weird places to go to. You know, on the road, like I know the records weren't great from those teams, but 
you get them at home and you, you played. It's just weird places. You know, no matter what the record is, that's going to be a tough game to play. And it just, you know, I watched both games and it just seemed like the guys were in a little bit of a funk, man. They just couldn't, they couldn't find a rhythm on both offense and defense. And you see those things from time to time on the road in, in conference play. No, well, definitely, you know, and I tell my guys, you want to split on the road, whether in the, you know, which, which your opponents, which we did with this group, right. We beat them both at home, but um, what, what was disappointing to me on Thursday and Saturday was we didn't find that groove, but I thought, I think the one good thing about this team that everyone I think would, would attest to is like, if we get punched, we usually punch back and we're resilient and we, mm-hmm. we, we come back in, in games. And I didn't find that. Uh, I didn't see that fight Thursday. Um, and, and I didn't feel it Saturday. And I think that starts with our seniors, you know, and I, and I held them accountable after the game to it. And I think they've taken the lesson learned uh, and at least applied it the last two days in practice. How long does it take for you during a game to figure out they ain't there right now? They, they, they're they somewhere else. Probably after the first four minutes mm. of the game. Mm. You know, you can tell, you know, and um, – because it's that time of year, right? It's the grind. It's 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 February. You know, in the NBA, they get the All Star break. We don't get no All Star break. You know, mm-hmm. we we get once it's March, it's over for us if you're not still playing. But it's the grind of the season, and uh, you know, you can feel it. You know, you you can see it. For me, it's like in the first four minutes, like are we setting the tone? And even if we do get hit, are we are we punching back? And um, you know, the young guys and on any team look to the upperclassmen for that. You know, and I, usually our upperclassmen have that swag with them, and they just hadn't the last. The last couple of games and some of its injuries, some of its whatever it may be, that doesn't matter. Everybody's injured this time of year. You, you, you've got to push through and uh, and fight through these next few weeks of the season, which I think we will. The good thing about um, your conference and your situation, Coach, is, you know, it's, it's almost no harm, no foul to a certain degree, right, what happens during league play because this isn't an at-large type of conference like it's all going to come down to that conference tournament and eastern washington has been great but you've proven that you can play with them and you guys have proven that you can play with everybody in this league how do you kind of shift the focus maybe as a coaching staff and with the guys to be like okay we're not where we want to be right now but let's use these next couple of weeks to get in good habits so we're playing our best basketball going into that conference tournament and we can still accomplish every goal that we had set out at the beginning of the season. Yeah, you must have been in our meeting Saturday <laughs> night after the, after, <laughs> after the game. You know, and, that, and, that, and that's it. Like, you want to be, you know, crescendoing towards the end of the year and um, that, that's, what we're, that's where we're at, you know, and uh, I think all our goals can still be attained, um, you know, but it starts with, guarding like we're supposed to guard, rebounding like we're supposed to rebound, the guys getting shots that are supposed to get shots, and the guys that get shots making shots. And I was listening to, to Coach Brown last week, you know, and I I kind of made an example Thursday and Saturday. I played the young guys a lot. I played guys that hadn't played for us. I, I started like, guys oh. that I said, I said, I said, Coach ain't happy. Yeah. <laughs> Coach, ain't, yeah. Coach ain't happy with, with, with the seniors right now. I, I, I saw that. <laughs> Cause I'm looking for some consistency from them. I'm looking for the effort from them. And if I think for us to be good as a program moving forward in year two, year three, and obviously this year's not over, I think the guys in the program need to know, like I'm going to sit Zach Chappelle and Callum, if they're supposed to be the best, I'm going to sit whoever, if you're not doing what we expect you to do for the betterment of this, for our program and our team. And I think they got the message when they showed up at practice yesterday mm-hmm. with a different bounce to them. That's ballsy move. 
Not everybody's willing to set their best players. Like, okay, I'm gonna hold everyone accountable. I'm gonna hold everybody to the same to the same barometer, even if it's our best players. Uh, and it's good to hear that the guys responded to that because. You know, we talked about this. Kenny just mentioned this. We talked about this last week. Your goals are still attainable. As frustrating as I know this stretch has been for you uh, and for your team, your goals are still attainable. But is that message being heard? Like, do they know, hey, it's it's right there for us? I think they were yesterday because I had a lot of more dudes watching film with me in my office yesterday than, than, than typically have been, you know. And then their approach today w- was different. And I talked to the older guys I had a meeting with with this eight or eight guys that are the older guys of the group that have played the majority of the minutes and um, this morning. And I said, man, just, just trust me. Believe me now that I'll sit, I don't care who you are. If you're not playing, that doesn't mean making shots. That means mm-hmm. playing with effort mm-hmm. and, and energy and, and connected. If you're not doing it, then, then we can move on, you know, to, to the young guys, mm-hmm. you know, and, and now call my bluff again, if you want. And mm-hmm. I think they, I think they know, you know, where I'm at and, and, and what we're about. Cause they're still getting to know me, you know, and the, and the and the other thing about it, you know, when they, when they, you know, have these games, and, you know, watch them um, on on TV, they always put up the graphic of you know if the Big Sky tournament started today, and you guys are still in that situation where I think you start in the quarterfinals. There's like two there's like yeah. two games before mm-hmm. you guys will play, and I, that's still a good spot to be. I mean, you win that first game, all of a sudden you're in the semifinals, and now hey. Win one more game, you got a you got a chance to go to the NCAA tournament. So I, I think, and you probably done this as well. Your coaching staff has probably done this as well. It may seem like the sky is falling and all this other stuff. We're still not far from where we want to be. Just a couple of things, a couple of minor tune-ups that we got to change to get back on track the way we were earlier in the season. Hundred percent right. And the teams that beat us, you know, they've been, their records aren't great, but they've lost a lot of games by one point, two point on the buzzer. Northern Arizona, I think, was on that was number crazy. one on that Saturday night. You know, nuts. they lose with a, with a hail mary of point four seconds to go. So they've yeah. been those teams are good, even though their records don't speak for itself. So it's not like we're losing to 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 bad opponents. Um, and it also means you better bring it every night because anybody can get got. Mm-hmm. Is there something different? You think you think that what what's different like now versus earlier in the season, if anything? If, I think for any player now, and it's the it's the growth of a player. We play twenty five games, so if you can only go left, they're gonna force you right, mm-hmm. and if you can't shoot, they're gonna stay in the paint. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you see the pros being so great. Like everybody knows their weaknesses, and they're still able to able to score. And that's that. There's enough intel on us now of what we're doing offensively, what players we're going to, what everyone knows we're going to Zach or is Callum at the end of the game. Like, but can you play through that, um, you know, as a team? And that's what we're, we're, we're dealing with now. We're also dealing with, you know, like 12 wins is a lot of wins for me. But we got some guys here that are content with having 12 wins. Or some guys that come from other programs that haven't won this much. So we're dealing with learning how to win, learning how to be consistent, learning how to, you know, fight through adversity, that stuff you got to go through. Um, you know, on, on a young new team. Yeah. Senior night coming up on Saturday. Um, you've seen a lot of different senior nights. How is that a difficult game to coach as far as like managing the emotions and, you know, trying to get people to lock into just the game? Because it is, you know, there is pageantry there of, you know, uh, being the final home game for the seniors and, you know, there's emotion there and things of that nature. Have you found that that's a, um, I'm sure it's a different game to coach, but is it something where eventually people settle back in or you're kind of, 
you know, kind of fighting emotions from from the players all all game long. Yeah, look, I, I've seen it go both ways. You know, I, I've seen it be too emotional early um, because we have so many seniors, um, especially this group. Um, I think obviously Zach is one of the headliners. Chappelle Lee, that's a senior graduating, so I'm sure he'll have the whole city city here supporting him. So you're making sure that they play, you know, for for the name on the front of their chest, not the back and on the front of their jersey, I should say. So it, it's a tricky deal, um, but obviously something that, that's special. Um, and even for me, you know, my first group of students that are going to graduate from here, which is the most important win to me out of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just a good a, a good moment uh, for me after year one being over so fast um, here at Sac State. Let's go, Coach. Come on let's now. It, we got two let's home games we still this there. week, man. Let's go. Come we on now. We're still there. We're still there. Let's go. We got it. We're still there. Yeah, no, I'm good. We're, we're, we're good, man. I'm serious. We had, we had a good practice, and Weaver's good. We, we, we owe them. They're a good team. They got mm-hmm. one of the best players in the league, but we lost that game on the buzzer at their place and so i think that that hurt is still in there in our guy's heart and uh and we lost to idaho on the but idaho state on the buzzer uh shockingly so uh two right games there. that we hopefully we can get this weekend um and starts on thursday night kenny kenny was yelling at 10 year olds yesterday so yeah, if you need him to come him. in and, yeah. and 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 he'll, he'll, I, he'll be ready i didn't like the way we played on saturday coach i didn't like that we gotta we gotta you know i'm, I'm trying to get them in good habits now so by the time they get to you then they they already know what basketball supposed to look like. Coach, what, what, what they were doing, you weren't pleased with. They just weren't playing. Hard they were ten, enough. coach. They were ten. <laughs> they weren't <laughs> playing hard enough. You know, you know what happened. You know what happened, coach. That, that I didn't like is we 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 lost by one. No disrespect to the other ten year olds, but because the other team played harder than us. Like they played hard. They weren't as skilled, but they were tough as nails. They were tougher than a two dollar steak, and we didn't match that. And I said, all right. I'll see you guys at practice on Monday. And they saw me. And heard him. <laughs> they saw me. <laughs> you sound like me. Yeah, yeah. You sound like me. I love it. Like I said, the whole goal is by the time Coach Factory gets them, they already know from Coach Kenny how to play basketball. All you got to do is show them the plays. They don't have to learn how to play basketball. That's the goal. As long as they tough, man. That's the, that's the main thing. Toughness <laughs> travels. <laughs> Go get them wins, Coach. Good luck this week. Thanks, D. Thanks, Thank you. See you. Appreciate you. That's our man, uh, Coach Patrick, right there. Yeah, I think there is, you know, because because Coach has brought that up a couple of times, and it's something I've heard before. When you come in and you take a, because he kept using he's he's used the word if you if you go back to some of our conversations with Coach Patrick, he's used the word cons, uh, content mm-hmm. a couple of times. They're content with it. They've got more wins than they've ever had. They're content with where they are. It means mm-hmm. once you get above that number, if they teams number one, six wins, seven wins, eight wins before, and all of a sudden you're sitting in here with games to play, you got 12. Mm-hmm. Man, you feel like, yo, this is the best I've ever done in my college career. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm not on a losing team anymore. Like, I'm good. That's that's the content. That, like, I've heard that before. So when you're coming in, you're the first, you're, you're first year there. Now, this isn't what coach said. Mm-hmm. You've got to weed those people out, mm-hmm. right? Whether they graduate or they move on or transfer or whatever, because you can't have people who are content with losing. Mm-hmm. Because you're st- you're not losing as much, but you're still losing. Right. Coach Patrick isn't the first college coach I've heard use the word. Too many of these kids are content. Mm. When you take over a bad basketball program, and 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 you come in there and you win a couple of games, you're 20 and three or something like that. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, the, the goal 
is an NCAA championship. Right. Not to not be as bad as you were last year. Or or a big sky championship or, or or whatever goals you set out as a as a as a group, whatever goals you put out there, those are your goals. It's not to not be as bad as we were. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody's goal. Like you want to take those steps to get better, but when you've got goals that are still in place, you can't be content. Yeah. And and it's 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 eye opening to me. Coach Patrick mentioned that I think it was like e- either last week or the week before. I started thinking, man, that is a that is a, that is that is a word for young coaches who are taking over programs where they, they only have so much control over the roster, mm-hmm. right, it, especially early on. And, you know, now as Coach Patrick enters his next year and his next year and his next year, you're going to – Coach Patrick isn't going to have to question his kid's toughness anymore because no. No, no, he ain't going to recruit a kid that's not exactly, tough. Exactly. That's, that's, the, that's one of the things I'm sure he's going to be looking for when he brings somebody into the program and somebody that always is looking for the bigger picture. Right, always has their eye on the bigger picture. There's steps that come along to get into that picture. Like, do you want to um, finish above 500 in league, or you know, get 15 wins? Absolutely. That's not the end game. You know, that's just yeah. that's just one part of what you're doing. Once you have solidified 12 wins, all right. Now we want to win conference. Mm-hmm. All right, well, job's not done. Mm-hmm. Job's not done just because we got 12. Remember our. Like you just said, our goal is to be an NCAA championship team. That's our goal. Yeah. Like that's how high we're shooting. And we're not going to get there winning 15 games. We're not going to win there, just get there, just winning the big sky. You know, we've got to keep striving to the point where we're some of these other mid-majors, a St. Mary's, a Gonzaga, something like that. Like that's where we're trying to get to. And we're not going to get there being content. Exactly. Exactly. You got to keep striving. Like any little accolades you get, you can acknowledge them because you want to acknowledge. I talk about all the time. You win one game, man. I'm I'm high fiving. We win a game. But you you always celebrate the wins. But you got to be able to celebrate. All right, move on. Time to go to work. That's that's the some some kids don't do that. That's probably true though. It's not just kids. That's it, it, with 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 college basketball college football, college sports, with any athletics, right? You, you, there's a measurement of success mm-hmm. in wins and losses. And it's in these cases, they're very, very public me- measurements of, of wins and losses. But I think that's also a personality trait. It's a mindset. Mm-hmm. Like you could apply this conversation we're having to ourselves. Absolutely. Anybody in, in any walk of life can apply this conversation of being content at work yeah. uh, to their own life. Yeah. And... How far do you want to go? How far are you willing to go to get there? Uh, what's impeding you from getting there? Are you able to get through all of that stuff? And are you accepting that you're just further along than where you were before? It's one of the great, it's one of the great, great things about the roster turnover for the Sacramento Kings. We talk about how there's only a handful of players, you know, uh, uh, Rashawn Harrison, uh, De'Aaron, and is that it? Rashawn Harrison, who have been here since Monty, took over yeah that's it Davion was the year afterward yeah that's I think that's it there's no room for being content there like there are guys you know you've 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 weathered through the the uh bad years on this team Mm -hmm. two 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 three years whatever it's been since Monty's taken over but we know that's not De'Aaron's personality Mm -hmm. we know that's not Harrison's personality truthfully I don't believe that's Rashawn's personality 
these guys aren't content with the fact we're so much better than we were before. What so I don't I don't I, I think it was you that brought like this isn't house money. We talk about that at the trade deadline, or I think James mentioned that there was a conversation about house money at one time. This is not house money, especially for those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to get better. What are their goals? Are their goals still attainable? I'm guessing every single one of them still is. It's not just, oh, look, we won more games than we did with Luke. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, we've won more games uh, you know, since that year with Dave Yeager where no one believed in what we were doing anyways. You can apply this conversation of being content anywhere to the Kings, to Sac State, to other college basketball programs, to, to, to D'Lo and KC at ESPN 1320, uh, uh, to Manny, uh, 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 hooking up Internet everywhere, whatever, Dr. David being a doctor, mm-hmm. whatever you do in life, you can apply this, this conversation to. Just not all of us have a coach there to remind us, hey, this isn't it. Right. We are we're, we're <laughs> to, as much as I love those guys. We ain't here for a forty win season. Right. Yeah, Our man. goals are bigger than that. And it's it's always the mentality. Somebody send me those brothers' emails. By the way, we got to get them on this show. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's always and as soon as they get to forty. <laughs> it's always one of those. Um, it's like the mindset of always like thinking about what's next. You know what I'm saying? Like what's next? Like you did this. All right, cool. What's what's next? Like. Really, to be honest with you, if you're of a certain mentality, job's never done, mm-hmm. ever done. Yeah. Like, what's next? Okay, we trying to make a, the playoffs. Cool. What's next? Trying to advance in the playoffs. Cool. What's next? Trying to win a championship. Cool. What's that? Trying to win another championship. Cool. What's next? Well, Jordan got six. Mm-hmm. Trying to win seven. Well, damn. Okay, if <laughs> you ever won seven. I'm trying to get further away from everybody. Like, it's never done. It's never done. There's always something else to achieve. There's always something else to try to attain. And are you willing to go get it? That's it. And it that's sounds it. like that's the sounds like that's the talk coach had to have with his mm-hmm. with his squads. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to go get it? They're still there. It's right man. there. Yeah, they're still there. Everything it's right is, there. Y'all gonna right lose on Greek night? Y'all gonna lose on senior night at home? You better not, because our goals are right there. Is Greek night what I think it is? Yeah. That's Thursday. <laughs> but Jazz, uh, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny's got to work on Thursday. So. Uh, you know, I'll be loving Greek night, boy. I tell you, I love Greek night, man. Oh, Golden One at the Hornets, that's it don't matter, man. Did they have Greek night at the Golden One Center? Uh, I mean, uh, close uh, enough. HBCU night, they're all there. All their all their booths are there. Yeah, they were. <laughs> they sure were. I never felt so invisible in my life standing next to standing next to the <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, that's what they were saying. Hey, who's this guy? <laughs> Trying to hold it down, just trying to do my part. I always, I always say, if I, if I did ever pledge, when I was, I probably would have pledged Capo. There's always like Kamara, like Kamara's part of of a fraternity, and like that brotherhood looks strong. Mm -hmm. It's some of that. It's some of that initiation stuff. I can't get past in my head. Like it's like, oh 
hold up. Do you want me to do what? It's a little trippy. Yeah, that, that's that stuff's a little. You know, wild. you you could you could get in right now. Get into what? You could be in a fraternity right now. Ain't nobody letting no old ass man in the fraternity. Yeah, they will. I I was talking to the guy on that night, and I was like, I told him that I was like, man, if I would have done, if I would have pledged, it probably would have been capital. He's like, you still can. I was like, that's not the same. I wouldn't want to do it that did way. Did you get the paperwork? Like, how do we? <laughs> Like, I, yeah, you can, did you get the application? It. We like, can do it today. D-Lo and KC be, I guess we would be honor, honorary brothers? Is that how it would be? be? No, you'd be in there. You'd be in. You can do it whenever you want to, but it's not the same as, like, it. It the process obviously isn't the same. I think the process is, you know, half of the injury. I wouldn't want to do it that way. But I've known plenty of people who've done it, like, after school. and I don't know anybody who's done that, mm-hmm. except the Will Ferrell movie. <laughs> blue blue pledged yeah. i don't <laughs> even think boy, they blue. were they were in school when they did no they were on campus well no i mean like the people i know who've done it after, oh like i thought you were talking about old school <laughs> no yeah, they were they weren't even in school no more you think jake's yeah. part of a fraternity yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> bro five bro <laughs> yeah. i don't know what the, jake gaden's gonna join us but he went to arizona state <laughs> yeah, J- yeah, Jake's definitely part of a fraternity. Yeah, yeah. he's definitely part 100%. of a fraternity. We'll find out. One, find out where the paperwork is at. See if we can. Okay. Be, 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 we Kappas? We going Kappa? Uh, who, well, who sent you the idea? Who Who were you talking to? It was the Kappa. Well, let's do it. Is the that cream? The cream uh, guy is the Kappa. Mike. Okay. Yeah. Good. You got to be. Got to be careful here. The, <laughs> Come on. Yeah, the, the ice cream dispensary. The our man Mike. Cream, yeah. yeah, our man Mike. Our man Mike is okay. But Mike, we, we got to get Mike on this show, man. He's a hard dude. Oh, Kamara's on the line. They saying I look like a Sigma. Well, mm. I ain't got no problem with the Sigmas either. It's all love for him. Kamara's. Ain't no way we can get Kamara on and off yeah, this and phone in 30 Jake, seconds. We got Jake coming. Kamara, you got to call. Tell Kamara to call back in 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, but shout out to Kamara for, for listening. He obviously knew we was talking about him. We'll come back. Uh, Jake Gaden, CBS 13, joins us when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. D-Lo and KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. I'm questioning what time I told Jake. Jake has been an adventure today. See, I told Jake, 145, just got your email. Hopefully he got the second email. Um, I'll send him the the link again. We're waiting for our good buddy Jake Gaden, CBS thirteen. Listening is that how he? I, I, truthfully, I don't know. I, I saw his name in the sheet, so I sent him the 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 link for the show. Uh, and there's our guy right there. There he uh, is, our man Jake Gaden, broadcasting live, I believe, from his home, looking very similar to Tony Romo right now with the <laughs> Tony backwards <Romo>. hat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the hair game ain't working, guys. All right, yeah, that's, that's all right. Hey, that's dude, all right. It's strong me, Tony Romo vibes. See me, man. Come on now. Hey, I, I have a flow here, Casey. You just had nothing, nothing up there. Okay, it's nothing. just nothing. All right. It's clean. It's, it's not there it's no clean. more. Y'all, y'all pull off. Here you <laughs> we were debating uh, moments ago. Uh, we talked the last time you were with us, Arizona State University. You are a part of a fraternity, aren't you? Yes, okay. yes, yeah, yes. And what, what, what fraternity is it? KA. How'd, how'd you guys know? You, you give off. 
<laughs> just vibes. You give you give off strong. You give off strong uh, fraternity guy vibes. That's all. I, I'm gonna send that clip to my my group chat after this. They're gonna die. All right. They're gonna straight die off that. Strong frat bro chives from our uh, vibes from our man uh, Jake Gaten. Official introduction. Uh, our man Jake CBS 13. Uh, kind enough to join us here. Let, let's actually we want to get to the Kings and all that stuff. Let's dive into this for a minute. Uh, as this is news today, uh, and we were just asked, Derek Carr officially released. I, it's news, but it's not. We all knew Derek Carr was going to be released. He was officially released today. What now? There's going to be quite a few suitors for him. Where do you think he winds up? Or where do you think is the best spot for him? I liked Houston just because I like what D'Amico Ryans is going to be building down there. I think that's a good fit. It's a, it's a low... Um, low expectation type of scenario for him because the bright lights you saw this past year, they were on him. They got everything he needed, and he still wasn't able to perform. And by the way, don't tell this to my partner, Sarah Hodges, at all because she'll freak out off of this. But uh, I, I think DC could go there. I could also see him in Miami if Tua doesn't, oh, the, the, wow. the protocol stuff yeah. doesn't you know work with him and he, he's out with COVID, or not COVID, with uh, concussions. So those are the two spots for DC. And I, it's sad because I thought he had it was in a great position in, in Vegas. You know, McDaniel's was supposed to be this wizard that that helped him. Do so his thing. That, I do want to point something out really quick because this is coming across a certain way, and and we've talked about this before, and I and I feel like we should let everybody know listening. Jake is a Patriots guy. Yeah, yeah. So Jake might feel a little bit different about the Las Vegas <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders head coach than virtually everybody else. <laughs> That's the truth, though. It's the gosh darn truth, okay? You don't win all those championships without McDaniels. I'm sorry, okay? Mm. I think if you ask anybody in New England, Josh McDaniels is is like literally the, the cream of the crop. He's the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> you go to Vegas – he could be worse than, you know, some things that you find at five o'clock in the morning on the strip. Okay. <laughs> like, let's be real about this. Like, I think New England appreciates him more, mainly because of the years he had with Tom Brady. And truthfully, I thought if he stayed in New England, he was going to be a guy that that was going to take over for Bill one day. But virtually the rest of the country hates him in Denver <laughs> and in Vegas. Well, and here's the, here's the thing about it, Jake. Um, Josh McDaniels may be a great football mind. I'm not disputing that. He just may not be a good head coach. You know, there's there's people who are good coordinators and good head coaches. The the difference between um, uh, McDaniel's and and other people is he's gotten the opportunity to show that he's not a good head coach or potentially not a good head coach. Some guys just get pigeonholed in the coordinator spot for their entire career and never get the opportunity. Yeah, look at Eric Bieniemy mm-hmm. over at KC right now. I don't Amazing. think he's going to get another call for head coaching gig. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, yeah, I don't he, inter- so. he had yeah. the one interview with Indy, and I think that was it this cycle. It's mm-hmm. like the it, it, it went from him getting a bunch of interviews and not getting a job to now he's he got one interview. Like at some point, I, I just don't know if he's going to get the interviews anymore. Yeah. I, I think he's going to be he's going to have to go somewhere else and prove he can win with an offense that's not centered around Patrick Mahomes. That's, that's he's going to literally have to go do something that no one else has been asked right. to do because no yes. one said uh, uh, Josh McDaniels has to go win without Tom Brady. He got the Denver Broncos job, which was far from a bad job when he got it. Mm-hmm. He got this Las Vegas Raiders job, which was far from a bad job when he got it. And 
there are other coaches who wind up in Houston. They went for to the playoffs last year. That's right. <laughs> the Raiders did. And if one, the fact that McDaniels took over and couldn't take this team to the playoffs and they went went, went, to, went to the playoffs the year before is just – it's bad, okay? Let's be real about that, okay? The fact like, that he called this a project is what was <laughs> bad. Davian, best oh, cliff ever, man. okay, right there. Oh, but man, man, all right, God, So God. ridiculous. That, like, was, that was wild when he said that. Like the, I will say this, though. I think he turns it around year two. I think the offensive line had some serious issues with it, and I think it started there, and that's why D.C. struggled so much. But I don't know who you're going to get that's a better quarterback unless you know Aaron Rodgers comes out of this mythological area that he's about to enter into and says, (laughs) oh, my God, I'm seeing black and silver. Let's go. I don't know. It's going to be interesting for them. I I agree. I, I think there's a good chance he goes to the Raiders, though. I think the I think the Packers are are done with Aaron Rodgers. Like they're kind of sick of him, just like everybody else in the world is, and they're ready to move on from him um, and his money. And I think I think it's a real possibility that he goes to the Raiders. And you know I don't like Aaron Rodgers, but he's still a hell of a quarterback. You know he, he's a good quarterback, and you give him Devontae Adams again, and maybe Darren Waller, and we'll see what happens with Josh Jacobs. I mean, there's going to be weapons on that offense for him to work with. And here's the dirty little secret about the Raiders. Unfortunately for them and their fans, they not only were in a lot of the games, they had sizable leads yeah. in a lot of the games. This season could have been a lot different if they would have, if they would have kept two of the 17-point leads, not, not even all four of them, two of them. You know what I mean? And this could have been some different things. So, you know, Jake, maybe they're not as far off as it seems, but they're, they're going to need to – um, make up for Derek Carr not being the quarterback no more. You like Jimmy G there? I like Jimmy G more than other people do. I was about to ask you do you do you like Jimmy G or Derek Carr better? Oh, Jimmy G. Well, he said Why? Just like a New Englander. Hey, well, that's classic <laughs> New England for you. But uh, I think I like Jimmy G better, uh, mainly because of a uh, operator under center. I think he's a better uh, clutch type of player than, than compared to Derek Carr. I think. DC, what he has the edge over over Garoppolo is the health stuff. Like Jimmy G just can't stay healthy. But when he is healthy and he operates the offense well and doesn't turn over the ball and doesn't make bonehead mistakes with other two minutes to go, which is just sometimes, you know, you think most quarterbacks can do that, but most quarterbacks can't. And that's the difference between a good quarterback and an elite one. I think. I would take Jimmy G over over DC any day just mm. because of the way that he is able to uh, operate an offense and, and not stall out. Mm. Interesting. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.